Hello, my name is Antoine Dinswan and one of the two co-chief editors of the ARJ. And for this month's podcast, that is to say February 2012, uh, I'm very pleased to have with us again uh, Professor Mark Humber, who is going to comment on three papers on uh, pulmonary arterial hypertension, one on the uh, targeted gene therapy and the two others on exercise and pH. So, Mark, which uh, are the, the, the main messages that we can get from those three papers? Thank you very much, uh, Tuan. It's a great pleasure to be with you again uh, today to comment more papers on pulmonary vascular research. Uh, as we all know, the ERJ is really at the forefront of pulmonary vascular research, and this issue is outstanding in that field, and I'm delighted to comment on a few papers. So, the first paper, as you said, um, is on uh, gene therapy in a model of pulmonary hypertension. And just to uh, clarify, uh, I would like to, um, to give you some backgrounds. Uh, we know that Pulmonary heart arterial hypertension can be idiopathic, heritable, familial, or induced by drugs and toxins or associated with other conditions, such as systemic sclerosis, congenital heart disease, etc. When you deal with familial pH, uh, you know that you deal with a condition which is mostly due to germline mutations of a receptor member of the TGF-beta superfamily. And this receptor member is called BMPR2 for bone morphogenic protein receptor 2. However, mutations in the BMPR2 genes are neither necessary nor sufficient to develop this disease, and uh, its penetrance is rather low. You know, only 10 to 20 percent of people carrying a BMPR2 mutation will in turn develop the disease. And uh, it really emphasizes the fact that we need more data to understand the link between BMPR2 and pH. In this issue of the ERJ, we have colleagues from Australia, Dr. Reynolds and colleagues from Adelaide in Australia. They have tested whether upregulation of BMPR2 by targeted adenoviral BMPR2 gene delivery to the pulmonary vascular endothelium could attenuate pulmonary vascular disease in two animal models in rats. One is hypoxia-driven, the other one is monocrotulin-driven. And I think the take-home message for non-specialists is that in both models, targeted gene delivery attenuated pulmonary hypertension findings. This was due, at least in part, by countering the remodeling effects of TGF-beta on the pulmonary vessels. So I think this is a very appealing paper. Uh, of course, it's very early days. It's, it is preclinical. It has no direct consequences for human care. But I think the editorial by Machado and colleagues uh, from, uh, from London uh, put this preclinical uh, data in perspective. And uh, uh, Rajiv Machado discusses in great details the many hurdles we need to jump before considering this approach in human disease. 
But, but at least we know that it works in, in animals models and I think that it's, it is uh, very, very important for, for, for us to, to be certain that, uh, that, that uh, by delivering the, the, the right uh, target, but we, we can hopefully uh, hope that one day we, we, can, we can go for, 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 for clinical studies. So now we are going to comment on the two others which are more, more clinical driven. Uh, so, um, what what are the main messages from the from the two clinical uh, papers? Yeah, it's uh, it's really um, interesting. We have uh, we have a very nice paper by uh, Kovacs and colleagues from the University of Graz, uh, and I think this paper is a very nice uh, follow up of another paper published in two thousand and nine in the ERJ. You may remember in 2009 we had a systematic review of pulmonary artery pressure measures at rest and exercise in healthy subjects. And this was a good review. Uh, Dr. Gabor Kovacs made a great job. And this article showed at that time that normal mean pulmonary artery pressure was 14, 1,4 millimeter of mercury with a standard deviation of 3 millimeter of mercury. In addition, uh, Dr. Kovacs and colleagues showed that the mean PAP could increase at exercise in so-called healthy populations, especially in subjects over the age of 50. This work was really important to the pH community, to the primary hypertension community, as it emphasized the importance to remove the concept of exercise primary hypertension from the definition of the condition before more work was done. Indeed, it was not clear whether there was a magic number above which uh, exercise primary hypertension could be defined. And now, currently, and this was well emphasized in the guidelines published in the ERJ a couple of years ago, primary hypertension is defined as a mean PAP above 25 millimeter of mercury. So in a novel paper published this month in the ERJ, Kovacs and Olszewski from, from Graz have showed that pulmonary vascular resistance, not pressure, resistance, are low at rest, we knew that, and uh, increase with age. This was also known, but this is a systematic review. And that during exercise, total pulmonary resistance and pulmonary vascular resistance decrease in um, young uh, individuals less than 50, remain stable in people between the age of uh, 50 and 70, and TPR might increase above the age of 70 while PVR remains stable, certainly reflecting some kind of left heart uh, background condition like diastolic left heart dysfunction. These data are extremely important in order to consider pulmonary vascular resistance in the future definition of pneumopotension. And we will need to discuss further PVR at exercise depending on age and comorbidities. But this is an important paper. Yes, indeed. I think that it, it actually introduced a new concept and to, to help us to, to better define what is normal PVR at rest and exercise in, in, in healthy humans. So now we are going to, to, to come to the, the, the last paper, uh, last but not least. Uh, and actually, this was a paper uh, coming from, from your own group, Mark. So would you like to comment on that? Yeah, thank you. This is an original paper, not a review, but original paper on, on patients who were referred to uh, the South Paris University with uh, possible pulmonary hypertension, but in turn, these patients had no 
criminal apprehension. So it was considered that uh, these people came for suspicion but had no pulmonary vascular disease and could be analyzed as near healthy, not really healthy, but near healthy uh, people with some uh, important findings to share with the community. So this paper was uh, led by Ken White and Denis Schemla, and uh, in this study they have shown quite nicely that in subjects of less than 50 years of age, investigated for primary vascular disease risk, but with uh, no pH, patients with mild to moderate mean PAP above 30 millimeter of mercury uh, had higher uh, PVR on exercise, had higher PVR and higher resting mean PAP. Although there was no uh, mean primary artery pressure threshold predictive of normal response to exercise. So this is a bit complex and specialized, but it is very important because we don't know yet whether having a mean PAP above 30 millimeter of mercury is abnormal or normal. What we can say is that people who can increase their mean PAP above 30 millimeter of mercury at exercise have higher baseline values. So I think the take-home message at this stage is that we need to make large cohorts of people with these characteristics and to see what will be their fate in the long term. So today, I would say that this paper is important because it describes what is the normal uh, exercise-induced uh, pulmonary pressure in near-normal individuals. It identifies people with higher values, and now what we need to do and what we will do is to follow up this cohort very long for a very long time and to see whether they will develop something abnormal or not. So this is work in progress. There is an editorial by some colleagues uh, who have commented this data, but this work in progress will be really important to the primary hypertension community because, as you know, we try to identify primary hypertension as early as possible, and we do want to have predictors of future risk, and this may be one of the predictors, and we will work on that. Well, thank you very much, Mark. And I think that as chief editor, I was very pleased to have two very important papers on on, on exercise in impermaterial hypertensive patients or in healthy uh, subjects. So it was, uh, well, thank you. It was uh, Professor Mark Humbert from the University of Paris South commenting on three important papers on pulmonary hypertension, one on basic science, how to deliver the good gene, and the two others on the physiology of exercise in uh, patients with B-A-H. Thank you very much. Thank you.